0: Well, well, well. Talking Dirt is back. Uh, a better microphone quality and some amazing content coming at you this week. Welcome, race fans of the internet, to Now Talking Dirt episode number 15. Of course, I am your host, Ryan Williams. Joining me once again, the co-host of the Talking Dirt podcast, Mr. Matt Pridgen. Now, Matt, this is going to be a more solemn episode. We're going to get into some, some, uh, some bad stuff that went down but we've also got a lot of good stuff to talk about. First off, uh without spilling too many beans right now, how are we uh how are you feeling this week, Matt?
1: Feeling better than I was Saturday night. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, how's and how's the the week gone uh so far? Uh it's been going
1: by pretty fast, been yeah. really really busy in the shop.
0: Um uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, you ain't kidding. This week seems to be going by lightning quick. It feels like just yesterday we uh, we sat down with Hunter Weaver from the, the Blue Ridge Outlaws before they came to Sumter and Right. Boy, did they put on a show. A heck of a race by Blue Ridge. Matt, I'll tell you, this is probably the, the least amount of cautions that I've seen in one of their races. For a 30-lap stretch, they put on a heck of a show. And, of course, we will cover that one uh, later on in the show. But the big thing that I want to uh, announce... Uh, before we really get going with the show here, now I'm not sure how often this is going to take place, but I'm I'm branding out a little bit with Talking Dirt. We're going to start Talking Dirt TV, and hopefully Matt will be involved in some of this. I'm not sure Maybe exactly how much. But I have partnered up with a guy that runs a an iRacing series called the Southern Outlaw Auto Racing uh, League, uh, Reed Christensen, and I believe I'm going to be... Broadcasting some of their races here in the very near future. So uh, me and Reed have been working hand hand in hand on this one uh, to get everything set up and ready to go. And as you guys saw on the Facebook page, I did a little bit of testing yesterday and it went pretty well. So uh, I think I'm going to move forward that. Again, not sure how many days a week, not sure what the schedule would be like. I have no idea yet, but just giving you guys an update as far as that is concerned, uh, that are interested in that. Y'all can check that out uh, at Facebook.com forward slash talking Dirt. But I will probably be making a new page for Talking Dirt TV over on uh, YouTube as well as probably Facebook. Oh, uh, Speaking
1: of Facebook, I, I just want to bring up because I've seen it resurface today. Um, there's a, a page on Facebook called Talking Dirt. Yep. Uh, I just want to say that that's not us. We're not associated with that page. Uh, right now, the profile picture is uh, Jesse Anderkin, I believe. But just wanted to put that out there. I clicked on the page and seen a lot of, you know, people we know that follow that page. So we just wanted to clear the air on that.
0: Yeah, I did have a couple of people ask beforehand um, if that was me. Uh, No, it's not. And right now, um, he's not exactly in breach of um, stealing my likeness yet. So, yeah, I haven't done anything with it uh, so far. But yeah, I did notice that too. Not not the best thing to see other people trying, sort of taking your gimmick, but it is what it is right now at this point. I'll talk to you a little bit about that off the podcast, um, about that that situation and what could happen there. But as far as racing is concerned, Matt, a lot of stuff to talk about here to try to fill out this hour show. And one of the cool things that I saw was from uh, Sunday night, not really cool, more of a, a painful, terrible thing, Uh, Old Mikey, or not Mike Marler, Mike Marler did good too. But old uh, Tim McCready, now he has, I'm assuming he's like my father and a lot of other men out there that have kidney stones every now and then. This man led three quarters, if not more, of an 80-lap feature battling a kidney stone moving down into place the entire time, dude. That, uh, hats off to Tim McCready. I know that I would not be man enough to do it. I know a lot and of other I, guys would not be man enough to do it.
1: Knock on wood, but I've never had kidney stones, thankfully, and Thank I've heard horror stories about them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine. Unfortunately, my my dad gets them a lot. Um, he got he got them a lot whenever I was younger. Recently hasn't had as many, so that's, that's an absolutely great thing. Hopefully that uh, keeps up and he doesn't have any more. But, Jay, kidney stones not something to play with. And for Tim McCready to make it through that feature without, you know, popping um, in the driver's seat with kidney there, yeah. pain, that is uh, pretty fantastic and a great second place finish for Tim McCready too. I mean, all in all, he had an extremely good weekend with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they had a lot of good events. I believe it was, it was supposed to be a three-day turned into a four-day for Lucas Oil. It was supposed to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and ended up being a, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, because Saturday got rained out. Let's see if I can find out. It was at I-80 Speedway. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series was in the house. And on <coughs> excuse me, on uh, Thursday night, Chris Madden took a victory over the rest of the field. Davenport, Pierce, Marla, Shepard, and the rest of them that raced with Lucas Oil. But how about Matt on Friday night? Chris Madden had, was in a terrible accident. They totaled the car, and Ooh. he had to come back home to South Carolina, all the way from I eighty Speedway, which is out there where, like, North Dakota, South Dakota, somewhere way out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm
1: surprised they didn't have a backup car then.
0: Yeah, me too, because he didn't come back to race Sunday. So I'm guessing they just either took the one car, didn't want to risk it for the biscuit after the wreck of, of that um. car. But, yeah, like I said, Thursday night winner was Chris Madden, and then on Friday night had the unfortunate happen after that. And also racing uh, Thursday night was the uh, Schaefer's Old Southern National Series over here down our way here in the southeast. They were at, uh, where was it, Matt, Sonoya, I believe. Yes. Yeah, they were at Sonoya, and one of my good buddies, Banjo Duke, he was there. Uh, racing the eleven car, uh, he finished fourteenth on the night, and I, I talked to him afterwards, because um, I was you know wondering like, hey man, you were in a top ten spot, you know what happened? How'd you slip because he's he's usually been rather good there, but see the trick on Thursday was that the track wasn't quite as as good or as worked in as it had been in previous times that he's been there, so what he ended up doing was trying to go to the top and seeing if he could gain anything, like just search the track uh-huh. for a while. And when he searched the track, it, it was a little too locked down the bottom and, and nothing was really yeah. up top. So he lost a couple spots, fell back to 14th, finished right in front of O'Hunt, the front of Joseph Joyner. You know,
1: that's the beauty of dirt racing. The track's not going to be the same uh, every, every time, time yeah. you go out there. You, you got to figure it out sometimes.
0: Well, you know what the coolest thing was? Getting his first Southern Nationals win was Carson Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, 93 car, that's a uh, little cousin to Chris Ferguson, who actually showed up a couple nights later at uh, at, uh, where was it, Screvin? Showed up at Screvin to race with him, and uh, he had some trouble there, so we'll talk about that in a minute, but Tyler Millwood finishes a second. Uh, Will Roland, a great run, finishes in the third spot, and uh, how about it, Matt? So far, Corey Hedgecock, a guy that usually just raced in Tennessee, is making this whole, whole series... Yeah, he raced a lot of crates too, but with the super stuff, he's really just raced in Tennessee, and he's yeah, leading I mean, the points with the Southern Nationals.
1: I've been seeing him finishing, you know, getting a bunch of top fives. He got the win the other night, you know, when Ashton Winger got in that wreck. So, I mean, yep. he, he's doing really good.
0: Yeah, he, he is doing extremely well. All right, so I don't see a feature for Friday night from the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at I-80. They might have got rained out. I honestly didn't get a chance to watch that race. But uh, Matt, I do believe that we had a couple of other, um, a couple of other tracks in action on Friday night. One that you had talked about going to. Yep. Uh, Cherokee Speedway ran a couple of features. Uh, they had a a Young Guns feature with Bradley Whitesides winning. Um, Let's see, Malachi Appling second there. Uh, Mid-East Pro Fours ran a feature event with Patrick Adnass winning, Cody Barber, Connor Keaton, your top three. And then the one that you were going to go try to race that I really think that you had a shot in, uh, 602 and 604 Chargers. Colt Gilliam uh, goes to victory lane there. Colt's a guy. I've been watching him race uh, for a while now. Good to see him get a win. Andrew Lankford second. Uh, Daniel Adam rounds well, out the podium there and then they also you know, had crown victoria's race excuse me sorry matt but crown victoria's with adam Piercy going to victory lane what's up well you know
1: i wanted to go mainly because i wanted to get practice for saturday but i oh. also was interested in trying you know for to get my first win there but you know i got to thinking i had two brand new rear tires rear tires i i can't say rear tires right rear tires yeah <laughs> that uh-huh. Anyways, um, I just didn't want to. It was only three hundred to win. There's no telling if they paid anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to go. Even so, even if I did win it, I wouldn't have enough money to have tires for Saturday.
0: Yep. Okay. I tell uh, man. So I told Dennis man. I
1: I really wanted to go. I really wanted to go, but I I just financially i couldn't
0: yeah hey man i I really understand and um it's unfortunate the way the in, the that all ended up here but uh, we yeah. move ahead uh also racing friday night i believe was if i can search it up here travelers rest speedway up at travelers rest south carolina That they were Friday night racing for uh, Travelers Rest ran a couple a few main events here. They started out with the Thunder Bombers Future. Uh, Michael Thompson wins that one, and following uh, TV Futures was let's see here Extreme Four. Extreme Four at TR. Taylor Caps goes to victory lane in that one. Uh, vintage main event. Saw Jew Earl go to victory lane over Kyle Norwood, Jeremy Fowler, top three, 14 cars uh, signed in the race vintage over at T.R. on Friday night. Uh, the Thunder Bomber main event, Tyler Geis goes to victory lane over Josh Ayers and Dwight Smith. Uh, they had a rookie's class that saw Nick Norris go to victory lane, so good win for that young man. Crate uh, sportsman Timmy Smith over Les Higdon and Jesse Wall. And if that's the same Jussie Wall I'm thinking about, that young man has raced at Sumter Speedway before. No, that's Kobe Wall, excuse me. There was a Kobe Wall that uh, raced at Sumter for just a little bit, and I confused him with Jussie there. And pure stock Bradley Williams takes victory over Kevin Nations uh, and uh, and over uh, four other cars as well. That was, again, Traveler's Rest uh, Friday night racing there. Check on one more track from Friday night see if they ended up racing. I'm not sure that Carolina Speedway was in action here on Friday night. No, they were not. Carolina Speedway took the weekend off. So, Matt, that leaves us with Saturday. And to start Saturday, I guess we'll go ahead and let you tell the story. Yeah. You had a, a an eventful a couple of hours up at Cherokee.
1: Yeah, so we – um. We get we get to the track about three thirty. We get set up. We we just sit around in the heat. And uh I go to register. They tell me they move moving the drivers meeting back to seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about it's about seven twenty. And meanwhile, I just want to say, y'all were already qualifying at this point. Blue Ridge was done qualifying by this point. Yup. Um. Anyways, I walk up there around seven twenty, and apparently the drivers' meeting started at seven. So I got like the last seven words. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, go back. We're the first out. Um. Go to crank the car. Starter's not working. Brand new starter. Oi. Um. But but yeah. So that happens. We get a we get a push start. Uh, so we get on the track, and track still it's just, we're the second group out, or I'm in the second group out, and the track's still pretty wet. Uh, we go, we take the green cars pushing like it always does on a wet track. Uh huh. And I was just, I guess I just you know overdrove it. I don't know, but my car caught a slide and i couldn't get it to quit sliding and it it hit the wall just like i did at carolina uh, it, this yep. part that baffles me I hit it just like i did at carolina but this time it it bends the spindle not the spindle it bends the um lower a-frame breaks the uh spindle where the tire rod mounts to yep um which i knew i knew i wasn't knew i was done when i hit the wall for, for at least the night because when i hit it i was turning it left and it was still pulling to the right real hard so i was like bouncing down the wall
0: no that's not good
1: so we get it in we're looking at it we take the tire off we're looking at the spindle we're looking at the lower a-frame then i look up see the shock the body of the shock has a bunch of metal that's peeled up um yeah. then i i give it one last look now look down there i see it the uh where the a r arm mounts to the chassis that uh that bar that goes down to the main frame rail
0: uh-huh. the
1: weld had broke and that bar had pulled up off of the frame rail and the frame oh, rails no. kind of like bent down because there's a crack that follows it downward too that um, sucks so i'm gonna just go ahead and you know get up to this point of where we're at in the situation, and, and it's funny. It is, it's it's not funny, but it's ironic that I literally talked about this scenario last week on the podcast. Yep, crazy. So um, we get it home. We we obviously leave as soon as we get it loaded up. We leave, which was around like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Uh, we um. Get it unloaded, pull the body off, and we get to looking at it. Cause, you know, a lot of I took a picture of it and people saw it. And I, I was thinking like a lot of other people, you know, just weld it up, it'll be fine. It's just, you know, a small little break. But I got to looking at it more. And then I seen that crack that goes downward. And then we took the nose off and we were looking at it. The upper bars that run alongside of the heads of the motor. Mm-hmm they um okay so those bars are connected where to uh, another bar that mounts the upper shot the upper mount of the shot mounts to mhm and what it looks like is it pushed over which pushed those two upper frame rails over as well even on the left side i mean you can look at it and tell it's bent pretty bad so you know we we got some options on the table. I, I think we got one that we're more than likely going to follow through with, okay. um, which which will be, well, obviously, the main thing we're going through. Anyways, um, we're stripping it down. I got I got the uh, all the suspension off, the rear end out, the fuel cell out, all the gas lines. Got the radiator out. All I got left is the motor and transmission, and then. Um, Here in a little while, not right now. Soon we'll send it up the rocket and get it fixed. Maybe be back racing in October. That's going to be pushing it.
0: But fingers crossed. But but you never know.
1: But until you know, we get it back. When we get it back, you know, I I feel like the season for me is over. But you know, you never know.
0: Absolutely right. You never know, dude. I'm. It it really it really sucks that it happened um and and i I do want to say that it's not as bad
1: as i thought it would be you know (laughs) because thankfully my dad's retired so he can he can take it up up to uh west virginia for me
0: yeah true yeah and i mean
1: i don't have to take time off work and honestly uh not as expensive as i thought it would be so no And, And you know, I'm not
0: going to get into how you said you called me on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I was in a different headspace Saturday night. Yeah, way different. Um, But uh, what I'm hoping is, you know, something good comes from it. Because what I'm thinking is in 2020, when uh, I had a wreck at Lakeview, where zach cox uh he had nowhere to go it wasn't his fault uh i spun in front of him and he tried to avoid but he ended up landing on top of my car like his left rear tire was sitting on my breather just about um we're thinking that may have bent it and maybe like a a little bit more that's happened i i, I don't know but you know we're thinking that Bennett and that's why the car's pushing and then if we go take it up there, more than likely I'm um, I feel personally like it's gonna need a front clip. But if they do that, that means it's gonna be updated. So I like I said, maybe we get it back and it handles like a brand new car. That
0: would be probably the, so, the best bet there. So I mean, I, you and know. you never know. Of course, it is. A, it's a 2014 Rocket Blue Gray, Right. and I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, sell it, get a Longhorn. That's all I got to tell you. Well, <laughs> if you want to win races, sell it and get a Longhorn. The only kind you of long- I mean? it's a really good car, the, man.
1: The only kind of Longhorn I could afford is like a 2016.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no, cars. there's
1: no point in me buying a car that's one or two years newer.
0: No, no, you, you, you know what I mean? I mean, I, to, I totally understand. And I'm just getting you a they, hard time because i Believe I'm, it
1: or not, there's blue grays out there winning every weekend.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh Dalton Hodge, when he was winning races at Sumter, right. had pretty much the exact same car that you have.
1: Exact same car. Yep.
0: And coming up here in a couple of weeks, I believe we'll have uh Dalton on the show ahead of the uh, SCDRA race at Sumter because he's kind really? of shifted focus uh, before um, before that one. He he hasn't driven a late model all year. He's driven an SCDRA car, and he's asked me to come on the show, and I think we're going to line that one up the week of the SCDRA race at Sumter. So that should be okay. a fun little interview uh, when it comes. I've done an interview oh. with him before, if you haven't seen it. I a Talking Dirt interview with him uh, two years ago, back when he was driving in stock V8. So it'd be kind of cool to, you know, ask him some of the same questions this time that I did last time. So, that, yeah, that's going to be fun here in a couple of weeks. What's up, Matt?
1: And I just want to say, uh, i am you'll still catch me at racetracks. I'm just going to be a pit crew instead of a driver.
0: Hey, you need a job? We're, we're always hiring at Sumter Speedway.
1: Yeah, y'all tried me in the Discord the other
0: night. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got with some uh, people in Discord and asked Matt if he wanted to come work at Sumpter. Um, And, of course, he said no. So
1: I, and, uh, I can I can take this time and use it uh for a learning experience. Like I could I could follow my cousin Johnny around. Um follow David around, anybody really follow Banjo, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I
0: mean yeah, so well of course like you know, I was like like I said, just kinda of giving you a hard there, time. There could that.
1: there could be some light at the end of this tunnel.
0: Oh most definitely, yeah. There there's gonna be a lot of light at the end of this tunnel. But speaking of light, uh I'm just kidding, nobody was light. Let's talk about some results from uh Cherokee. Just to pivot back onto topic here. Um, so, Mid-East Modifieds, Matt, did you see the car count that they had for these classes, man? I did Absol- not. Absolutely insane car counts. Um east Modifieds started 25. Uh, and how about Ethan Wilson? Uh, not traveling with his brother Dalton right now. He'll finish P1 after starting second. at yeah, he's, in he's that been racing at Yeah, dude. He had That uh,
1: five-car thing, that gray one.
0: Yeah, gray and yeah. The same, same car he drove at Friendship, Friendship when we were up there not long ago. I think he might be following the series. That makes a of lot of sense because he's run all of the races. Uh, Typhoon order Order a second. Good run for him. Donovan Action Jackson rounds out the podium. And I thought this was pretty cool, Matt. We've got a uh, NASCAR truck driver that started this race, and he was he was battling towards the top five before – a caution late. How about Austin Wayne Self? If you know that name, um, he's a, yeah. a NASCAR truck driver. He was down there racing some modifieds at Gaffney. Okay, he cool. Ends up with like a 13th place finish, and not the best, but yeah, he, uh, he had a pretty good night there. Uh, those 602 modifieds, however, put on a great race that I've heard uh, with Cheeseburger Brian Mullis going to victory 602 lane. 602 two late models. What did I say? Modified. Oh, excuse me. 602 late models. <laughs> Sorry about that. Ha 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 ha. Cut that out. <laughs> Brian Mullis wins. Uh, Colt Apple in the 11th finishes second. Chris Joyce rounds out your top three. 604 late models. The race that Matt would have been in uh, was won by none other than Dylan Brown out of Gaffney, South Carolina. Jeremy can't hardly back.
1: beat him there in a no, 604. You,
0: no, gosh, no. And then sometimes he shows up with a super motor in the car, and you still can't beat him at Gaffney. So right. yeah, Dylan Brown is absolutely bad to the bone. Uh, John Rogerio Jr. finishes in the third spot to round out the round out that race. And this one's kind of interesting. I see here down here in the the DNSs that did not start the races. Apparently Blake Pryor was in a six hundred four late model um, on Saturday night as well. Blake Blake Pryor, if you didn't know, he's a um, A street stock driver, a very, very good street stock driver at that. Races Gaffney and some tracks in North Carolina a lot. So uh, cool to see Blake Pryor. Maybe he's taking a step into a 604 late model here. Uh, Middies Thunder Bombers also in action. Hot Rod gives in your lane. Hot Rod Tucker in the 12 car. Uh, Luke Doggett and Benji Knight round out the, uh, the top three there. Extreme four main event. Uh, Chris Meadows goes back to victory lane over Travis Jamison, Scott Kloninger, top three again. Gaffney, a track that runs uh, more of the c haw type rules, uh, stock, uh, stock interior, and you can pretty much do whatever else with the body. Um, so you see, Chris Meadows go to victory lane once again. Chris been on a roll this year, had a great run at Sumter, now backing up another win at Gaffney on his season. Then Midi Street Stocks. 14 cars. Um, I believe take to the uh take to the track to start this one. And Caleb McLaughlin finally back in victory lane in the eighty-three car over Ricky Green, Patrick Lyon, your top three. That is a great top three in Scarf Racing. Um yeah, Mitchell finishes seventh.
1: Hmm. We also had a local there uh, in the street stocks. Well, local to me, not you, but um, he's been to Sumter uh, this year. But uh, Chris Powers, he was driving the Bobby Edge Twenty One car. He he got wrecked on the first lap, though.
0: Oh, this shows him as a did not start for uh, for Chris.
1: Nah, he he didn't get to make a lap. He got wrecked on the first uh, lap going into three. Yeah,
0: Chris is he's won at Sumter this year. Um, one at Fayetteville, I believe as well.
1: And. and uh, yeah, probably in the street stocks. I know you did in the super street,
0: Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. one
1: at Lakeview in the Super Street,
0: really, okay, cool. Uh, he's one at Sumter in Super Street as well. I do in like our super street class, not in the super street car. Um, right. So that was Gaffney from Saturday night. Then we move over just just a little ways away, a couple hours away. Lawrence raced on Saturday as well, limited late models. um. That race would be won by Nick Dietz in the 22, Luke Cooper second, and the legend Frank Coates rounds out the top three there. MMSA feature sees Austin Brown go to victory lane over Tack Brown. That's pretty cool. Austin beat Tack, and TJ Teal top three there at Lauren's MMSA action. Young Gun main event, Scoop Dog wins again over Aiden Hodges and Carson Taylor top three in that one. Moving right along, Thunder Bomber main event, Dan Lawson. Beats out Curtis Patterson and Heath Eaton for your top three in Thunder Bomber. Uh, Front wheel drive, main event, Justin Harris beats out Cody Page and TJ Slack, top three. Let's see what else we got here, Matt. We got Thunder Bomber Futures, the final one from Lawrence County Speedway. Carl Watkins beats out Brian Lambert and Ricky Phillips, your top three in that one. And Matt, I'm going to search around here for just a second. I know there's some more racing. Um, to talk about specifically from uh, Screven Motorsports Complex Friday and Saturday night. Let's see here. There we go. And it's going to take me a minute to hit really pick through all of this, but they ran a couple of features on Friday, including the Road Warrior class, and your winner, according to Race Monitor, is data unavailable. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: that's
0: a. Uh, not exactly what you wanted. Data unavailable. Finishes first. Data unavailable. Finishes second. And Jamie Foskey <laughs> finishes third. At Scrubbin Friday night in the Road Warrior Glass. I saw uh, a picture
1: of a uh, street stocks. They uh, it had Cameron Holloway. It mm-hmm. was three wide. It looked like Cameron Holloway, uh, maybe Andrew Stone
0: in the middle, well,
1: and it's someone else on the bottom. I can't remember who it was.
0: Well, Bubba Cole were... was Bubba Cole, who's local to me, was there racing. Holloway was there, Andy Stewart was there. Almost all the heavy hitters were at Well, oh,
1: I'm talking about they were they were um all three race at Sumter. Well, Andrew whenever he feels like it, but the other two so race Bubba. at Sumter oh. a
0: lot. Oh, uh, it was Bubba? It must have been. That's the only one. I can't remember other
1: And I can't even remember who posted it, so I can't go look it up.
0: Oh, uh probably uh Miss Miss Pixel Perfect. Actually that might have been it. it. If I'm i go if look if I'm not quick. mistaken. Crown Vic A feature on Friday night, Dylan Litchfield beats out Donald Vaughn, who's the uh, the father, or the grandfather of little Eugene Vaughn, who races at Sumter. And old Timmy Vance out of Sumter, South Carolina, finishes in the third spot there. And a lot of people were confusing our, my Tim Vance with super late model Tim Vance, two completely different people. That Tim Vance is in the upstate. This Tim Vance is down here in Sumter. Uh, Sharp Mini Late Model feature from Friday Night. Dustin Snyder uh, takes the win there over, let's see here. I believe Jody Sparks uh, may be finishing in the second spot. Actually, no, it was not Jody Sparks. I'm not sure. I think Ryan Brown may be in the second spot. Of course, it says data unavailable on Ray spotter. Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else happens here. Let's go to some more feature events here. Street stock feature. Data unavailable wins. Data unavailable finishes second. Data unavailable <laughs> finishes third. So that's great. But I'm I am pretty sure that Andy Stewart won this race, but I haven't seen it on Facebook or anything. So I don't I really what you guys.
1: Uh, I see a picture of Michael Crouch there. How did he do?
0: Uh not great. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> not oh. not great. Not great for Michael Crouch. Uh, not exactly what he wanted, but I mean, yeah, man, it might
1: have been Bubba. I don't know where the picture is. I'm looking at it, but uh, 602 been late him.
0: model feature. Sorry about that, Matt. 602 late model feature. Booger Brooks goes to victory lane over Kevin Cohen and uh, uh Caleb Gay top three, and SCDRA feature, Matt, the one you were just talking about. I believe uh, Andrew Smith goes back to victory lane with SCDRA, and he has been kind of dominant this year. Andrew Smith, a good season so far. Brandon Gibson's been very good this year. He finished second Newman-Pressnell. Of course, your SCDRA winner at Sumter last season, looking to defend it here in a couple of weeks, finishes in the third spot. Bruce Denman, fifth. Shout out to some of the local guys. Uh, Shannon Barnhill, sixth. Good run for him. Josh Adkins, ninth. Let's see. Chris Vanossels raced with us at Sumter this year. He finishes 11th. Uh Kale Deese, 13th place finish here with the SCDRA series. Joseph Thompson, 14th place finish. Good good job on on his part. Eddie McGrew, 19th. Let's see, let's see. Dalton Hodge, 23rd, Matt. Uh not what? what you want if you're Dalton Hodge. He finishes 23rd in the race. Um I believe he pulled off a good bit early there. Oh, the big one. Oh, I don't know if you saw this clip. It's on the Turk and Dirt page, Matt. Ain Pickles. God, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard about launched. it. Launched, son. This is a scary flip. We uh, we talked last week all about Ashton Winger's scary flip. But this puts a whole new meaning to the term scary flip. Pain Pickles into the outside wall at uh, Screvin. Well, I can't. Picks up I can't find the
1: over end. I can't find the picture I'm talking about. So I'm gonna go. Y'all gonna get my reaction from that. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Oh, I see it now. Okay. Oh, let me turn the volume down. Sorry about that. (laughs) All right. What? Oh, Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. (sighs) Sketchy, right? I'm not trying to be funny about this at all. I'm being dead serious. He had to have been dizzy. (laughs) I like honestly, he was. I'm. I'm not trying to be funny about it, dude. I honest to God that he was flipping so fast he probably had to flip about 10 15 times
0: yeah that that was a crazy wreck and, 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 and weren't no like slow rolls cars. that sucker was no. spinning
1: like crazy it's like a that's top what I'm lead. saying
0: had to have been dizzy spinning like a top um unfortunate for him but
1: oh, that sucks
0: fortunately driver was okay Payne walked away from that's that good. one um yeah sketchy sketchy flip but just go to show you how safe some of these cars are these guys are building a uh, great job to all these Chassis builders for uh but I'll
1: tell you what, mighty safe machines. There I go with that again. Um, I was y'all weren't on the uh last night. Y'all weren't y'all had gotten off before I got on. Yep. Um, I was playing a game with some other friends, and uh it, out of nowhere, he just asked me. He said, "So on a scale of one to ten, how safe are you in in your race car?" With ten uh-huh. being the safest, I said, "Dude, nine at least." Yeah. So, I mean, you know, these cars nowadays are pretty safe, as long as you got the proper safety equipment.
0: Yep. You know, you know there's... A fire suppression there's, system. Um, right. Head and
1: neck restraint.
0: Yep. Hans it can even reports. come down
1: to gloves.
0: I mean... Yeah, true. And proper footwear. And... Guys, if you're wanting helmets. to get into... Yes, buy an, an up-to-date, you know, uh, Snell 2020... Uh, I think some most tracks still allow Snell 2015s. Um, helmet wise, make sure you have a good quality helmet. You know, you're not trying to
1: be rude by this, but if you're wearing if you're racing and you're wearing a motorcycle helmet,
0: oh, get rid of it, get rid of it. Good lord, yeah, you can't do that, dude. And, um, Gloves, like Matt said, if you're wanting to get into racing, just make sure that you have all of the proper things to keep you safe. There no expense on safety. Exactly. No expense on safety at all. Um, the most important thing when you step behind the wheel of a race car, winning is secondary. Safety is always number one. Absol- absolutely right, Matt. A drop, drop the mic, walk away, absolutely correct. Um, but back to a couple of these people that I want to highlight here. With the SCDRA race, um, Ms. Chelsea Lulier finishes 32nd. Uh, Michael Crouch pulls off early. He'll finish in 33rd. And I don't believe I see a Reed Christensen. As, uh, he's been taking some time off as of recent uh, from SCDRA action, and he didn't get into that one. But, of course, your winner was Andrew Smith, like I said. Uh, Crown Vicks ran their second-day race. Chase Litchfield goes Victor Lane over Justin Lee. Donald Vaughn uh, third, and I was watching this one and old Timmy Vance in the 18 car, like I talked about a minute ago, Matt Tim Vance ran his first race in March of 2021, okay okay he had he had been coming to the races with Terrell Holloway and Cameron Holloway for an eternity works with them, really good friends with him, started his first race was the Enduro, the first Enduro we had at Sumter. Right. And since then, Tim has started a movement with multiple Facebook groups for Crown Victoria Racing in the Southeast. And I've noticed to... it's
1: becoming popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Because he buys one, then uh, Shay Stafford and uh, Donald Vaughn, Eugene Vaughn, they all get into it. And now all these guys in Georgia, they've been into it for a couple of years. They they call it Copstock over there. It's hilarious. I love it. Um, <laughs> that needs
1: to be the name.
0: <laughs> right, bro. I'll tell you, if we come, to, if we bring them back to Sumter, Copstock. Um, we, yes. we hosted one uh, Crown Vic race at Sumter last year. I believe like eight cars showed up for this thing. And uh, the funniest one was Brady England. Um, this was, I'm sure Brady won't mind me saying this now, but this was just a week or two removed from his father passing and he told me that he just needed a release you know he just needed to right. to release some stress get on a racetrack and, and forget about it for a while so he and chris stewart whoever else he hangs around with they went out and bought a crown a, a race ready crown vic still had cop lights on the top of it brought it to the racetrack <laughs> and brady runs a full 15 lap feature Did they work yes yeah, that's, that's what i'm getting at, man. <sighs> Yes! Okay, okay, okay. Runs a full 15 lap feature <laughs> with lights and sirens on. Yes. And that is I, what I'm talking and about. And I shut my mouth, did not announce this. I played Bad Boys from Cops the whole race. I don't know. <laughs> yes. The whole race. <laughs> <laughs> so here comes Brady, ride late fourth, and all you hear is "Bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do?" That's all you hear the whole yes. time, bro. I'm telling you, that was That's one what of I'm the greatest about. races. I hope Brady still got that car because I wanted to bring it back. I, I want us to to do a a cop stock race at something here sometime soon. But back to Tim Vance, he has gathered quite a following, um, in this Crown Vic pursuance of racing, um. He made a Facebook group. I think I think it's over like a 1,000 members now. So, uh, yeah, Tim's doing big things, and it's oh, yeah. crazy where you can go in life in just a year because two years ago, he wouldn't have ever thought to get in a race car, and now he's fallen in love with the Crown Vic racing, and um, it's taken him over, and he's going all over the place uh, racing these things wherever Cameron and Terrell end up going. He'll follow along and try to race the Crown Vic. If they've got them, and then one more race from Screvin. it was ten thousand fifty-three dollars to win in the uh, with the Southern National Series, and a uh, big sexy back to victory lane at Screvin bringing over to the wins. Uh, Will T- Will Harrington second, Zach Mitchell rounds out the top three there. A couple of cool ones there. Michael Brown fifth, uh, Carson Ferguson seventh. So Carson Ferguson was, in, was trying to inch closer to uh, Corey Hedgecock's um, title lead right now. Hedgecock finishes tenth. Uh Banjo Duke um screwed up and slammed into the wall. Uh, and yeah. knocked the knocked the right rear, pretty much slapped off the car and pulled it off uh with just a handful of laps, or actually after 18 <laughs> laps. So um, funny funny
1: thing, funny thing, he um at Saturday night he sent me a Snapchat um of uh some of the Hunt the Front guys in the same waffle house he was in. Yeah, and it was uh, Friday
0: night after uh, after East Alabama rained out. They went to Waffle House. and no, this there was... was
1: Saturday night after the race. Mm-mm. mm-mm Friday yeah, night. Yeah, it was. I, got, I, I
0: Snapchat. Because I, I remember
1: he um, he told me not to spoiler off, and I was like, uh, Actually, uh, wait,
0: it may been, it may have been. I, I think yeah, sure I think it was, it was Saturday. I think it was
1: Saturday. Whatever. He, I'll go back and check. He told me he told me he not to spoiler off, and I was like,
0: It's like dang. <laughs> yeah. He knocked spoiler off. He was trying broke my dude. car. Yeah, he was trying outside of Scrabble. And and I
1: should have said this earlier. I forgot about it. I'm sorry. Going back to it, I, I told you this before we started recording. I have to be the only person that <laughs> that breaks their frame and only put one scratch on the car. Didn't hurt, right? the body.
0: Not one bit. That's nuts. Not dude. one bit. You are and, and the scratch was right. on the nose. <laughs> oh man, you're absolutely right. <sighs> but uh, yeah, Banjo finished 17th. Chris Ferguson was a DNF too. He was up battling for the lead with uh, with Brandon Overton before he had to pull off there. He'll finish in the 15th spot. But of course, your winner was Brandon Overton on, uh, on Saturday night. And then, Matt, we still had more racing to go. We had Sunday night. We mentioned this one earlier. But Sunday night with um, Lucas Oil, the late model turret series at I-80 for the finale of the Silver Dollar Nationals. If I can just find it here. There we go. And this was an 80-lap race. And, And Matt, if you just have one guess, if you don't already know, who won this race? Who has won every big race this year so far?
1: Uh, Jonathan Davenport.
0: Bing, 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 correct. Jonathan Davenport uh, wins at uh, at I-80 for the Silver Dollar Nationals. McCready second, Devin Moran third, Mike Marler fourth, Earl Pearson Jr. Great run, finishes in the fifth spot. Uh, so, yeah, what a race they had. I watched some of I that. Say, the- he,
1: he He really clicks with that team. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he... He obviously clicked with Romley when he was driving the six car. But then after after he got out of that ride, he he, you know, he bounced around a little while, wasn't really, you know, doing all that, but he got with his team he's with now. And since he's been in this ride, he has done nothing but run up front, really and truly.
0: Yeah, you yeah, dude. You are absolutely right. And Part of it is, I mean, dude, he's just a a bad-to-the-bone driver, first off. Right. He can probably wheel anything with four tires and an engine. Um, But, yeah, since he's gotten with uh, Lance Landers, uh, Jared Landers, all them that that own that car, um, lights out bad-to-the-bone. I mean, he had a little stretch there where he wasn't as good. But since then, dude, the best in the game. That's all I got to say right now. I used to think it was Everton. And then now Overton, people have caught up to what they were doing, and it's back to Superman, top of the boards, every single flipping time, Matt. And it never fails, and he will continue to be the best for a long, long, long time until somebody surpasses him, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Do you? Well, I mean,
1: you know, every, every once in a while, people figure out a little secret that makes mm-hmm. them that little bit faster. I mean, we saw it with him with what you call the device that they yeah, had in, yeah, in yeah, Brumley. Yeah. You know, we saw it again with, uh, last year with Overton, you know, he had the, um, I mean, everybody had this, the little skewed side or whatever, but well, he, he had something that he had going on and now, you know, everybody's figured, what's that, always figured
0: been it out. And, to me about Brandon Overton's, the, the car he's in now is look at the way that he puts the, the roof on and look at the, the, uh, uh, the little sail panels on the front of the roof. Mm-hmm. Most people's are, are are concave, like they they go in just a little bit coming down. His mm-hmm. are super convex. They're they're like bent a big- outward. Yeah, they're they're bent outward, almost like a C. And I don't I'll, see. I, I haven't seen anybody that. do that. His left and right side do that but mine's not by
1: choice mine's because i don't have a tall cage
0: (laughs) like all cars do that to a certain extent but i'm gonna look it up here and share you a picture so you know what i'm talking about like his car it it looks way different than the other late models that you're seeing on your screen yeah
1: dude there's so many little body tricks you can do i mean these guys it and it's really come down to a science now and it's so sophisticated you know Nowadays, I mean, they'll take these cars to wind tunnels and, and you know, yeah, um, do little things here um, and there. The
0: car, Ryan King was doing that, but yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah, Overton's uh the 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 front of the, the little connector piece of just thin metal. It goes out. Yeah, the A pillar. Thank you. I couldn't think of it for the <laughs> life of me. Goodness, <laughs> yes. but then I'm I'm on one tonight. Uh, but it goes up and then out and down. Right, it's right. different than most guys do. Let's we'll see if I can. Up. Yeah, look it up real quick, and tell me what you think because obviously you've done a body or two, and it's just it's a little bit different than what other people do. So Matt's going to look that up, and while Matt's looking that up, I am going to look at just one more race results here, and it was from the home track, Sumpter Speedway, this past Saturday night. Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models were in the house. And it looks like Race Monitor went down for a couple of races. Have no fear. I have the results on my cellular device, Matthew Pridgen. And we're going to go through some of those right now. Modified fours. Michael Coker. Back to Victor Lane in 34. Jake Jordan second. Joe Bolin rounds out the top three. Uh, Thirteen cars take Green in the Econo four. Ryan Touchberry, your winner. Joe Green second. Kendall Boatwright rounds out the top three. Good run for that young man. And Thunder Bombers. John Harper Livingston finishes. Number one, good win for the 11-year-old out of Pinewood. Uh, Chris Stewart finishes second. Ronnie Anderson rounds out your top three. Extreme four, low car count here. We, we were expecting it because of Screvin. Zach Bird goes to victory lane over Wesley Keller. And Robert Jeffcoat, your top three, good win for the Birdman. Uh Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models, 13 cars take the green flag. And there was a great race going on. Um, for second, third, fourth between Mark Dysart, Matthew Nance, Justin Mintz. Dylan Watson was in there a time or two. All these guys were racing like crazy to try and make up spots. It ends up with the dark horse, Scott Shiree, going back to victory lane here at Sumter. Mark Dysart finishes second again. And something I was talking with Hunter about last week that you guys heard on the podcast, Matt, that Mark Dysart, he has got to be super duper close to a Blue Ridge win. Yeah. Uh, another second place at Sumter, uh, I believe his third or fourth second place at Sumter now. So absolutely crazy um, that he hasn't been able to surpass that one guy yet. And it didn't matter if that guy was Banjo Duke a couple of years ago, if it was Justin Mintz last year, if it was Dylan Watson early this year, just can't seem to get by him. Uh, is Mark Dysert, so he's getting closer, and I really do think that that win is coming soon for the Mad Maverick in '66. Uh, Matthew Nance rounds out the top three there. And then Minson and Watson, uh, not the runs they were looking for. They both got held up by lap traffic for quite a while, finish fourth and fifth in that race. Super Street, Tony Truitt wins it, Mikey Corsi second, and William Russell rounds out the top three out of 13 cars. That took green and in Street Stock. The final class we'll talk about here, Matt. The man is back. Drew Shealy dominated Super Street and Street Stock for a long time. And then for the past three or four months, that team has been down in the dump, struggling just a little bit. But he's finally surpassed it, gone back to victory lane here. Drew Shealy takes Street Stock. Uh, Mikey Corsi gave him a heck of a run, finishing second. Walker Cockrell rounds out your top three there, and that leads me into saying that uh, street stock's going to be a hot commodity this week, Matt. We've got a couple of big street stock races going on. I believe Carolina's hosting a midi street stocks 1,000 to win up there, but back home at the home track, Sumter Speedway, I'll be on the call for $1,000 to win street stocks uh, under the Crucio-sanctioning body. So that is going to be a very big deal, and another good thing that um, track promoter Sissy McAllister is done. It'll be $500 to win in the class with the most cars besides street stock. So that could be, hey, Matt, that could be Econo4, which is really a trophy class. They can have $500 to win this weekend. Extreme right. 4 could have $500 to win. Super Street could have the most cars. Thunderbird now, could have is the most that cars.
1: A, Is that an added $500 or a set $500?
0: That's a set $500 for those classes. If it's late models somehow, some way, I don't know what you'll do there. But, um,
1: okay.
0: yeah, I mean, dude, if, if late models have the most cars, that's going to be an insane night at Sumter with everything else going on. I mean, we do have a, a few late models confirmed here. Of course, you have James Murphy. You have the 44 of Jimmy Stoops. You have uh, Justin Mintz coming back again. Um, I believe he's coming because his son's going to be in the Power Wheels, power wheels race uh, at intermission. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Power Wheels and intermission, always a blast at Sumter. Um, so you got Murphy. You got uh, Stooks, you got Mintz, you've got David Linville if he shows up. Tony Ayers could possibly uh, turn some heads. You've got Hardy Humans who could show up once again. Uh, you've got Jason Hodge, you've got a bunch of other guys here. So there could be a very good late model turnout. I'm hoping for the best um, for that one. Street stocks, I'm hoping that we have a massive turnout. All of our local guys will hopefully come back. I see Austin Rodonis getting back behind the wheel of his street stock car. After uh, recovering from his surgery, I see Drew Shealy should be uh, bad fast again. Actually, uh, Matt, I talked to Hank Taylor today. He he's not going to be able to make it this weekend. He doesn't think so. That that's a bummer. Of course, right. Hank won a couple of races with us earlier in the season. I believe some of his crewmates going out on vacation, so he might not be able to make it. Um, and speaking of Hank of them, I don't know if you saw this, but I actually just found a random hosted race last night and. Broadcasted it like it was a legitimate race. Had no idea yeah. what I was getting into, but there was a lot of Carolina boys in there, including Hank yeah, Taylor. I didn't, and, I didn't
1: watch it, but I heard I was working on the race car. You
0: know. Oh uh, well, you should go back and watch it because it was pretty freaking. I funny. heard,
1: um, I heard y'all had Kobe Quick, Jeremy Steele in there too.
0: Yeah, Colby Quick was in there. Jeremy Steele. Um, you had let's Couple see, Mid
1: East six hundred four guys.
0: You had Barrett Bishop, and you had um Curtis Bishop. They were in there as well. Um, let's see, there was some others. You had to ask me, but, um, yeah, dude, that was an absolute blast. There was a, a portion of the, the live stream in the race where I was like about to talk about Hank and it, the race ended up being like a demolition derby enduro type deal had Eldora for 80 laps. I, how do I pick an 80 lap race to sit there and talk about for 80 freaking laps? Um, but Hank... I, I, I zoom in on Hank and talk about him for a second, and as soon as I do, runs into a guy that was facing the wrong way on the track and flips oh, something gosh. over like three or four times, and I lost it, dude, and then all of a sudden, I said, well, let's go check on DJ Pack, Mr. Second Best Flagman. Happy birthday, by the way, to uh, Flagman of Sumter Speedway, DJ Pack. He turned into birthday. big, I don't know, 60 or something. He's old now. Um... No, nah, I, I kid, I kid. He's in his mid thirties, probably. I don't I have. He's my cousin. I don't know how old he is exactly, man. I'm a terrible person. But um, <laughs> happy birthday to DJ. Um, but I, I, I focused it on him, and he's just sitting there upside down, just chilling on the track, upside down in the car. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> about normal. Let me look at somebody else. And yeah, a lot of a lot of our guys were in there. James actually finished fifth in that race. Uh, it's a pretty cool watch if you want to go back on the Talking Dirt Facebook page and watch it. Um so yeah, that was all your classes at Sumter. And uh coming this weekend, we just talked about it. But um yeah, even more names are signing in here. A lot of Super Street guys are coming to race. Uh it's gonna be a big night at Sumter Speedway, so if y'all are in the area, come check us out. I may even force Matt to come down and, and be there. Uh, I might get him in the booth now that he's not racing for a couple of months. I might get him up there and talk with me and and uh, provide some color commentary to my Play by play, if if he's interested in that, um, well, not
1: this weekend, but maybe some uh, in the future.
0: Come on, man! I'll, I'll leave. I'll squeeze you in for free. I guarantee it. Come on.
1: Uh, I got. I got plans this weekend.
0: <laughs> well, that sucks. But a lot of other tracks are gonna be in action this weekend as well. I believe uh, Carolina back in action Friday and Saturday. Um, gosh, there were some others, Matt. Uh, Lancaster in action. Oh, there's a track that we didn't talk about. They had a big race last weekend. I skipped right over them. How dare I, Mr. Matt Bridget? Way to go. How dare you even let me do this? This podcast has been all over the place, but I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, Me and Matt just talking about nothing.
1: Mainly talked about how I can't drive and wreck a car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So I guess it's a uh, Rocket League for you from now on, huh? Or back to iRacing. Let's go where we can't yeah. total actual race cars. <laughs> Let's see. We'll look at some uh, renegades here. Renegade made event. Brandy Baker uh, goes to victory lane. I do believe. Actually, maybe not. Because there we go. Here's the right thing that I should have clicked on the first time. Uh, yeah, it's it's still Brandy. Of course, it's Brandy. Brandy Baker wins over Timbo Magum. Uh, Eric Kasky rounds out the top three. For that race, uh, Vintage Cars raced as well. This is the Shrine race, by the way. Their Shrine Race of 2022. Johnny Starkey wins Vintage. Sean Mangum second. Elias Grant rounds out the top three there. Pure Stock main event. Let's see here. Before I see it, it's probably Tolbert. Nope, it's McAteer. Brent McAteer <laughs> beats out Jason Tolbert and Bill Stutler. Your top three there. Uh, lightning Late Models heard this was a crazy race. Kevin Godwin. Another win in the G2. Kevin Godwin back to victory lane. Uh, Andrew Baker, his Brandy Baker son, finishes second. And Timbo rounds out the top three in Lightning Late Models. Thunder Bomber at main event. Hunter Funderberg wins again. Isaiah Parker. Jonathan Henson rounds out the top three there. Great Sportsman came up next over at the Big Half Mile. Paul Irby over Mitchell Creech and David Lucas, your top three. And final race of the night, Hornets main event. Uh, shout-out to old Skeeter Ott, finished at 7th after um, leading a couple of laps, then had some engine troubles. But Dan Benson back to victory lane over Brad McManus and Zachary Sloan, your top three. So, Matt, I believe that about covers all the racing that we saw this past weekend. And, well, you got a, a couple things to look forward to. In the future for you, but some some big things to look forward to this weekend the for future, the racing not, fans. Yeah. Not far the near future. Future. Okay. Yeah, far future. Um and then one more race we can cover while I'm I'm at it, I'm just brainstorming here, man. Just brainstorming my brains out. Uh Southern Nationals was in uh action again on Tuesday night, which was last night. If I can look it up real quick at Tacoa
2: Raceway. excuse me, Toccoa,
0: that's how you spell it. Uh, Tocoa Raceway Southern National Schaefer's Oil Southern National Series in action. The feature went 67 laps with Brandon Overton winning $10,067 over Kenny Collins. Great run for for the real rapper there, finishing P2. Parker Martin rounds out the top three and, and it was crazy. David Payne was in the top five at one point. A lot of guys were in the top five and ended up popping tires. Clay Knight, he was in the top three, fell all the way back to 14th after popping the tire, comes back up to finish in the fifth spot. Uh, Corey Hedgecock had some tire issues. He comes You're back to fourth. Who's that, Clay Knight? Yeah. Yeah, Clay Knight, since he's really rebounded um, in the past couple yeah. of, couple after of months. Yeah, after that wrecking Eldora. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After the wrecking Eldora, he has rebounded. Tremendously. So, yeah, shout out Clay Knight, uh, last year's Ultimate Series champion, uh, with another top five run with the Southern National Series. um Other races from Tacoa. Last night, see if I can pull this up here real quick. A stock eight main event, Jimmy Johnson, not the NASCAR one, but a different Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Lane. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Chris Kate finished the second, Keith Baker. Finishes in the third spot. We have one here just titled a race. Uh, Hunter Atkinson wins the Charger division over uh, Kyle McAllister. I wonder if he's in relation to Cody. And uh, Dylan Bartlett, your top three in that one. Uh, 602 Sportsman main event. Ricky Smith over Cody Pritchett and Jake Jackson. Your top three. And Open Wheel Modifieds raced as well. Oh, Jeff Robinson goes to victory lane there over Brian Nickerson. And Chris Nickerson, your top three. And uh, with that, Matt, in the one more, one more,
1: one more What's race, that? I want to talk about because hmm. my cousin raced in it. Um, the I ninety five Late Model Challenge up at oh, County Line. Yeah, 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 okay. So first, uh, Dustin Mitchell won. Uh, with Michael Rouse in second. H Bailey, I don't know who that is, And third. Robert Emery in fourth. B Lyles in fifth um that's that's, that's skeeter lyle johnny he finished what was that 16th i i don't know where he started but he it was somewhere i know he started like 20 something and he drove up to 11th got caught on the outside on the restart and fell back and finished 16th so yep. not a bad night um something happened uh happened with christian thomas he he had quick time and he was you know leading And apparently, uh, a brand new XR1 that has some other letters and a number behind it. I can't remember Mm -hmm. what it was, but they said it was bad fast. He had something happen. I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, he finished 21st. Uh, Michael Batten, don't know what happened. He uh, finished 25th. And that's pretty much all the names I recognize.
0: That was a good car count, too, for County Line and, and especially... Start I ninety five challenge. Yeah, start twenty six. That's crazy numbers for and, the and I your fourth place challenge.
1: finisher, I just want to say, <clears throat> excuse me, Robbie Emery. Yeah, he lives where somewhere up north. I want to say like Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: He's the first state he flyer. Comes,
1: he comes down to uh, South Carolina and North Carolina to race every
0: weekend. Yeah, he, he that man loves it. has
1: the heart for it
0: absolutely I right now i'm he, I pretty sure they him, got a place down here
1: though i i don't i talked to him uh at the steel block race uh at Sumter earlier this year and um he he was just telling me they're everywhere up there it's kind of opposite they don't run steel block any steel block motor classes up there pretty much really? for the most part right he um he said that the a lot of your main late model racing up there is 604s okay I, I, when he told me that i said i tell you what i can solve both of our problems we can trade right now you ain't got to waste the gas to come down here <laughs> <laughs> and i can actually compete at
0: home track that's hilarious dude but, but yeah so uh, that's pretty cool though oh yeah it is dude robbie's a cool dude met him at Sumter. Um, i seen him race other places as well. Another guy that's like that, uh, that just travels around races wherever he is. Uh, Carrie King. I don't know if you remember seeing this guy, yeah, he's been yeah, to view yeah, yeah. a couple times in the K, the KB car. yeah, KB car. Yeah, it's a kryptonite car. The carry is freaking awesome, uh, from West Virginia. He's, he's dude, he's been out as far as like South Dakota to race. He's raced. Dude, I have seen him
1: at Volusia at speed weeks.
0: Yeah. He goes all the way down I to mean, Volusia. That's another he, cool guy that I want to get to know. He's,
1: he's one of those guys you'll, you'll be looking through like qualifying or hot laps or whatever on race monitor, race pass, what have you. Um, and you'll see, you'll be like, Oh, Carrie King's
0: there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Everybody knows Carrie King. <laughs> it's like
1: the first time I've I, I ever heard about this fella. We, um, it was actually the first Lucas Oil race I went to, which was actually the big, first big super late model race I went to. Anyways, he, um, he was there. He didn't make the race, but something happened to Willie Milliken's car and uh-huh. he let Willie drive his car in the feature. So, I, I mean, that was pretty, pretty nice of him.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's he awesome, seems like man. A good guy. You know the coolest part? What's that? When he travels to these races, He's he's got a toter home, but huh. the trailer that the car's on, guess what? It's an open trailer. It's the coolest thing, yes. dude. It's the coolest trailer I've ever seen, and I want one so bad, but they're so expensive. Like I've been yeah, trying to get I, David I to get one, give one me forever, but they're one. so expensive, it, man.
1: Don't get me wrong, I love my enclosed trailer, mm-hmm. and I don't ha- I don't feel like a twenty-eight foot trailers that long. I mean, it no looks long, but compared to a lot of these other trailers, it's not, not that, that long. long no. But um, it can be a pain in the butt. Sometimes I just I wish I had one of them open trailers, man. It'd be so much more.
0: It's not even that as much as how much of a an advertisement for dirt track racing that open trailers were and are. Because if you if kids are more inclined to want to go to the dirt track if they see the cars going down the road, right? Right, and. Now that they're all closed up, the kids don't see the cars anymore, so they're not going to the dirt tracks because they don't have the interest from well, seeing the cars. One thing people could do that nobody in dirt racing does is, is like glass on the side of your trailer so people can well, see no, the cars.
1: Not necessarily <laughs> that, but you know put a, like the NASCAR haulers. Put put like stickers or a picture of the car on there, you know. Yeah. So, like you you see. Like if say one day I got a big stacker trailer and all I got is Pridgen racing, someone that knows it that's a race car no matter if it's a drag car asphalt car dirt car what kind of car whatever they mm-hmm. use is a stacker trailer they're gonna be like okay I'm gonna look this guy up and see what kind of race car he has because I if I see a trailer like that I always
0: look it up. That was one I uh, that happened to me yesterday. Whenever I was working, um, I was up the road a little ways and I saw a. A trailer that had El General Racing on it and right. come to find out it's it's an NHRA team. It's a drag it's a drag card team. But it's the same concept. As long as you if you have something that's on the border of, hey, this is a racing trailer, people are still gonna look you up and figure and get enticed to wanna see you race and stuff. So you're right. But yeah. I the main reason I want to open
1: trailer is because a lot of these tracks I go to I have to go through a crap ton of back roads, and like yeah, when I go to Sumter, okay. I was just explaining to you earlier that about you know how what was going on when I was going through downtown Sumter. That is a <laughs> tight fit for that. big old trailer. It is, dude. It really is. So the convenience of having a smaller trailer, just I don't know. I I, I think I'd rather have a open.
0: I I hey I I don't oh. blame you. Uh, don't get me wrong. I do love the enclosed trailer. It's very nice to have. And what what just came to my mind whenever I was talking about putting glass on the side of trailers? Do you remember? I'm sure this happened where you are because you're very close to Darlington. Um, do you remember way back in the day when people would drive around with like the glass-sided trailers with NASCAR show cars and just like show up to random WalMarts or in front of for for us it was always in front of a a, a hotel downtown in in where I live well and they, have you they, ever seen these they still kind
1: of do that there's a place in florence that has these like original nascar cars really and, like they were actually raced back in like the 50s or 60s or whenever it was oh. um but yeah they'll they'll take it around every now and again um they they store it in a building that has a bunch of windows in the front and they they park them to where you can see
0: them run by hey that that's awesome yeah but that just brought back so many childhood memories and I hope that some of you have those same childhood memories. But, uh, yeah, Matt, I think we're running out of time here. We've been going for a good little while. So, yeah, guys, if you're in the uh, the Midlands area of South Carolina, come check me out at Sumter. Um, can't check out Matt anytime soon because he doesn't have a nope. a functioning race car, but hopefully I'll get him to Sumter a couple times and and y'all can see him there. But for my broadcast partner, Mr. Matt Bridgen, I've been Ryan Williams. This has been Episode 15 of Talking Dirt. So long, good night. We'll see you in the next episode.
1: See you guys and gals.